This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Atomat Show. We're back, back, back again. It's your host, Peter Kim. And this is Indy Kim. And we are the hosts of the Ajima Show. Welcome, everyone. If you have not been here before, this is a show where Unji and I just talk shit about being Korean. <laughs> we we talk about Korean Americans, and then we scream a lot. So, <laughs> welcome and stay tuned. Um, we got to get into so much, but first, you know, we got to cover yeah. our favorite section of the show. It's time for Kickass Koreans. Kia. Mine's a repeat, but I just had to call her out. Uh, go, Mine's okay. a repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's go for a repeat. It. Go for it. Okay, so you had already called out the Korean vegan. Yes, on Instagram. Joanne Lee Molinaro. Yes. Okay. She. If you guys haven't heard that episode already, I'm just going to call her out again. She had already talked about her. She has a book deal. She has 3 million um, shit followers is, on shit TikTok. Shit is popping off of her. Yeah, 600,000 subscribers on YouTube channel. Mm. I mean, the bitch is working, booked, blessed, and busy, okay? She's also a and lawyer, like a real lawyer. She left uh, doing trial law yeah. to do social media cooking. Just recently, I mean, just recently. Just recently. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, in the cookbook she talks about, and it's called The Korean Vegan, and she is also at The Korean Vegan, so mm -hmm. check her out in all of her socials. There was a um, there was a fun interview um, that came across my um, I guess like reading thing, my reading list, and on si uh, on morningbrew.com, and uh, she <laughs> she was interviewed about like her a day in the life, like what happens when things don't go to plan, like how do you adjust, you know, like yeah. very like kind of like fun, fluffy yeah, regular stuff, PR right? fluff, yeah, yeah. And then they get to the question of balance. What balance? Somebody asked me the other day, how would you find balance? And I'm like, why do I need to find balance? Mm -hmm. Who described that balance was the perfect answer to everything? Sure, imbalance may not be the perfect answer either, but don't add another thing to my list of things that I need to now need to aspire to. For me, I like being tense. That's just the way my life works. So I think you need to find what works for you instead of trying to fit everybody into uh, fits uh, what somebody else tells you is the way for you. Oh, and go this off. answer really go gave off. me yes. Unji Kim vibes. <laughs> <laughs> this was when I read the phrase, for me, I like being tense. I was like, that's Unji Kim. <laughs> what's Have you heard tense? of the TMJ? Yeah, what's wrong with being tense? <laughs> what's wrong with it? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this was just like such an indicative statement of just a busy ass trial lawyer ass Korean ass bitch who's like, I'm shifting everything I'm doing to this cooking thing. And of course, I'm a huge success yes. because I'm tense yeah. and I like it. <laughs> Don't put your loser American ideals onto me. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be balanced. Fuck you I and your white relaxation. Yes. Of course you want to be me. You want me to be relaxed. So I won't be successful. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the classic. I'm trying to be tense, angry, and then die. <laughs> and then come and haunt your ass. <laughs> this was so, I mean, I loved it. it it's so, like, antithetical to um, how my ethos mm -hmm. of work, which is do the least part of it possible. <laughs> Um, but you know what? We all, you know, to each her own, of and course. we all have our own ways of uh, of dealing with with stress. For me, it's passing out, or like going on vacation, <laughs> or yes. a writer's retreat. <laughs> <laughs> Low key, I said that to Unji right before we started, and she gave me the dirtiest look I've ever, truly, I've ever gotten. And let me say, I've gotten a lot of dirty looks. <laughs> Most of them deservedly. <laughs> this one is just, I was just like this. We are talking about like like technical specs and stuff like that. And he was like, what he was going to use his laptop for. I was like, and he's like, it's just like today. You know, this laptop's useful because I went to Santa Barbara. I was like, why are you going to Santa Barbara? 
Riders retreat. Like the way that you said it. So coy. You're Joe Coy. <laughs> like it's like, what the fuck? So I snapped open my Yeah. I snapped open I snapped open my LaCroix and rolled my eyes. <laughs> Enough. Oh yeah. my god. Yes, yeah, you're right. I did say it in a very annoyingly way. Um Anyway, I just wanted to call out um, Miss Molinaro uh, oh, she's for living the best being life. your authentic self. And yes. yeah, and this is so it, she reminds me of you a lot in that, like, not just the fact that, like, um, she likes to be tense, but she also <laughs> is in the kitchen and making a social thing of it, mm-hmm. which is something you do as well. And like. I'm not saying like it was so easy for her. I'm sure she's going through, you know, her own troubles, but like she's just excellent. Yes. And the excellence translated mm-hmm. over and it it I bet she's her everyone around her is like, of course this bitch is succeeding. Yeah. Anything she touches, she would have. You know what I mean? Like one of those. Yes. And that really reminded me of you and your essence uh, as well. Whatever. So I just Thank wanted you. to call Thank her you. out. That's nice. I mean, yay! she's yay! Also, if you guys check her out, like she's so vulnerable and naked on her social media. I mean, it's curated specifically for that, but it's like, it's very, um, it's like, it's a cookbook thing. It's like kind of like what people like complain about on the internet. internet. Like I was like, just tell me what the recipe is. But like she does uh-huh. it in a way where it's like a confessional and essay, but like the, she also has just like straight up recipes. You know, it's not like, great. yeah, it's great. I, I, I like her presence. All right. Um, awesome. She did also just get a book deal, so congrats to her. Um, my yeah. kick-ass Korean is actually this is a, a two-part, but there was a New York Times article recently about the hanbok, the evolution of the hanbok, um, and it was very specifically um, through the lens of how the hanbok is utilized in pachinko. And like, if you guys have ever watched K dramas or historical dramas, like Humboldt itself has really gone through an evolution pre and post American colonization, right? Like most people just sort of wore sort of like a modified version of Humboldt, like especially peasant people, you know, wear your baggy clothes, like the original sort of Jinko, if you will. Um, do you know what I mean? Like it's like very, it's a pantaloon. Wide legs, yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's very comfortable. It's supposed to, it, you can crouch in it. You can jump in it. And so uh, <laughs> the, the two things you need to do. You can run away from the Japanese in it. Yeah. It's just, there's so much you can do. <laughs> you do Agile. Agile. But it's, it's Agile, a really fa- versatile word. <laughs> I would say it's a, it's a very fascinating article. Highly recommend. But there is actually, there's a couple of um there's a lot of people inside of fashion and uh, specifically pertaining to Hamburg and Eastern uh, costumes that like were mentioned in the article. One of which is Kyunghee uh, Pyun. She's an associate professor of art history at, the, at FIT. And she talks about, she, her scholarship focused specifically on the history of collection, reception of, of Asian art and diaspora of Asian artists and visual culture. So there's a couple of um, lectures that I read very specifically about sort of what, how Hamburg and what we wore has re- evolved in relation to the history and colonization and like the Western wear. And even now, inside of current uh, modern Korean culture, the re- reclamation of Hamburg inside of modern clothing like bts you recently showed up in like sort of like a new take on humble it's always been talked about but i think it requires a certain sort of ownership over our identity that is it's still happening right now and the other humble interesting it is yeah. really cool um i, I like yeah. did a deep dive into the scholarship of the humble and i was like oh this is like if you're interested in visual representation of like how we express culture Right. Fashion is really the only way to I think it's one of the most poignant ways that we do that. But um, there's a business in New York called the House of uh, I think it's called Yi Wa. So it's um, Hamburg House in um, New York. They've been in constant, um, you know, constant business since like the 70s. And they're uh, no, I'm sorry. They're in L.A. And uh, Yi Wedding. And it's, they basically make humbug for 
Korean people. And it's just been in business for a really long time. And I just wanted to shout them out. If you guys are interested in, you know, New Year's pres- New Year's presents for your family or whatever. I just, it's like a, that's the thing is like, you know, if you grew up Korean, you know these humble places that your mom would take you to and like hold up these like plastic things next to your body because you couldn't actually wear them. You know what I mean? So like you, the, the last hanbok I wore, I was maybe nine years old. Exactly. And it's just I like never had an adult hanbok. And, and the thing is, you could go now. And it's like it is this cultural memory that you have like i remember going to those places the smell like the ajumas that are just like kind of like touching your body for some reasons even though the hanbok is very loose i never understood why we needed such exact measurements but (laughs) everything is being held together by a rope but (laughs) but but it's just this memory and so this business and all businesses in your neighborhood or your neck of the woods that help clothe your peggies your tours you know your um, New Year's, like that, like it's an important part of the cultural, like community yeah. fabric, you know. And if you're like a, a mother, specifically of a well-to-do family, yeah. then the weddings you go to, you have to have like a wedding humble. Oh yeah, for right? sure. Because like the pumonim have to wear like really kunzan hanbok to like show off like i'm yes. giving away my daughter or my son and here's how wealthy i am you know so it's like a sign of status like uh-huh. hanbok is specifically status too because like it comes from royalty yeah. right like the royal book but like the bosoms like my side of kim's yeah. my tribe of kim's never wore hanboks growing up you know what i mean uh-huh. like we were all the ones wearing that like doodoo brown outfit. Oh yeah, while, yeah, yeah. Sack. You know what I mean? I, yeah, we were. <laughs> we were also sack. We were sack Kims as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. We were sacks. With a huge like paguni of yes. rice on our heads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could balance got nearly anything on our heads at any width. Yeah, it was just it's like we were. Like, I always said we're like mockerly, uh Kims. You know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. rice and the dirty shit, not the fucking like washed rice makgeolli. Yeah. Like you know, you know what I mean? You know, there's like that nice makgeolli going around where it's like polished rice makgeolli. Talking about dregs, dregs. We're, we're drinking the dregs and wearing sacks, but like, I, but it's just like this cultural so memory. I, I want to get. I want to do that for. If Eric and I ever have a formal mm-hmm. celebration yeah. of our union, uh-huh. um, we are domestically partnered. You did? In California. Did I not tell no. you? We paid $33, signed the thing, went to a notary public, and got it done. When? Like three months ago. Oh my God. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't make a big. I I guess I we didn't really tell anyone. It wasn't like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was worth thirty three dollars. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have made it myself. You know, it's truly like unceremonial. There's nothing on it. It's like a piece of Xerox oh. that they printed out and sent it to us. I was like, oh, okay, okay. cool. But um, anyway, we did it for um to try to get him on my insurance, but turns out my union does not um, accept domestic partnerships <gasps> because they're homophobic. WGA. No. Answer, your, <laughs> answer for yourself. Answer. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I guess because in California and most states now, gay There is gay marriage. It's allowed, yeah. So it's like, it's marriage certificate. Like, stop fucking around. Okay. But I guess I'm just pissed because I'm like, oh, I don't want to get married. <laughs> For that, you know, like, okay, there's just anyways. But if we do, I want to have like a get humbug made for him, yes, get a new humbug made for me, yes, complimentary colors, do the whole thing. Oh, please, it would be so wonderful. I cannot, that that would be so cute, it'd be so cute, and also like. The trends in Hamburg. I'm telling you, you guys, this article was fascinating, and I wanted to highlight this business and this uh, uh, academic just because if you are a Korean American having grown up in America, you know this memory of feeling itchy in Hamburg on New Year's. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> yes. 
and like your mom. Uh, all I want to take it off. Yes, and your mom it's either to death. Either, either your mom went to an ajuma in the local Korean community and got some humble, or she yeah. made her family from Korea send something. But by the time uh-huh. it arrived. It, like it was always too small for you, you know what I mean? Like they're they don't even yeah. they don't know you have a real real relationship with and it's them. The wrong colors for your skin tone. Exactly. They don't know how to fucking yeah. It's just a, they don't understand color story. So it was just like th- that relationship and that memory was like what I wanted to highlight, and also people that are doing it in America and doing it like in exciting new ways and are celebrating um, progress. That this costume, this thing that's very traditional, can still evolve was really exciting. So that's my awesome. kick-ass Korean. Yay! Go check them out. Go support our kick-ass Koreans. And we'll be right back after this break. All right. We are back, baby. <laughs> well, I have to find out. Mm. How was your trip to South Carolina? Oh, you... When you said South Carolina, I was so scared for you. I was too. I I've had, never been that kind I of I had never been that South. I've never been that kind of South. You know, Nika, this is why you're my bitch, because you understand me. <laughs> you're st- you understand my paranoias. And you... Uh, anyway. Okay, so very funny you mentioned that, because that I want to talk yeah. about this. So okay. one, I did have an eye infection the entire trip. No, it's fine. No. I was, I was fine. I started wearing my glasses and what stuff. What kind? What kind? Because uh, I put, like, pink I was, eye? Um, no, it was. So what happened was, oh. I was at our mutual friend's father's um, remembrance, and my contacts were uh. really bothering me. Like they're really dry. So I put the contacts in my mouth, and then I put them back in my eye. And so then what, ha- what and then what had happened was a bacterial infection as a result. <laughs> whatever, oh that's God. fine. That's not me. I, I I totally whatever. So I had a really bad bacterial infection. So I'm wearing thick ass glasses. I'm not my usual glam self. And I'm going to South Carolina. I'm a little nervous, yeah. you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, like I got I'm my thick ass coke glasses. I got a red <laughs> eye, you know, so I'm squinting more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like Oh no. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. It's sunny. Just asking for it. I, I am. And yeah. it was it was fine for the most part. It is very nice. Like it's it's like a is it like a sort of semi the people are nice, you're saying? Or Yeah, I mean like people are friendly. Um and it is a semi tropical type of like there are palmetto trees. Like it's a whole thing. Oh, it looks okay. nice. Like it's it's like one of the it looks kinda like um Where were you? A- Asheville? No, we were in Charleston. And then we went to Hilton Head. Like, oh Charleston very- I hear is yes. Oh Hilton Head I hear is very nice. I mean these are very white. Oh, yes. white places. Yes, yes. I've seen Southern Charm on yes, Broadway. Yes, yes. It's like it's like a crazy kind of white. white. Yeah, like old money, old money, slavery puppy. money. Yes. So that was yeah. what was a lot very of slavery money. A lot. It was crazy. almost all. It was crazy how yeah. in our face what it, it was, and also like reading huge I, plantation houses. Huge pla- but also, I love. Plaques, okay? We are a plaque family. If there's a plaque, we're going to sit and read about it. And we're going to do extra Google research on it. I love a plaque. Listen, the only plaque you don't stand for is in your mouth. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's true. And so, but there were plenty of times when I was reading this where they were talking about the enemy. And I was like, who are y'all talking about? Huh? You better be talking about King George and the British and the Redcoats. And they were not. So, <laughs> <gasps> well, they were talking about the union. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh god. I mean, that's what I mean. There's just like some uncomf conversations where I'm just like, I'm looking at my son. I was like, okay, so Passover is coming up. We're talking about slavery. How am I gonna talk about this? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was fine for the most part. People are, are incredibly polite. It is like a tourist city. I didn't. Oh my god, Passover is a slavery story too. Exactly. I totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, you it's, know, we we're watching. What? Yeah. Anyway, go on, go on. What were Prince you watching? Of and Prince of Egypt yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just watched the trailer because my son wanted to see if it would be too scary. It was too emotional. We he, both wound up crying during the trailer. It is emotional. Yeah. It is emotional. It's like, it's so, anyway. you know. Okay, so I go to this restaurant that was at the end of our trip. Everything was fine. Really wonderful. Very polite. People were excited to see us. A young family, whatever, you know. Um, a little off. I think some people were just like, what's happening here? Because like we're yelling, t- 
You know what I mean? Like, like we're yelling to my son in, in a mix of like Korean and like Russian, and like mm-hmm. we're talking to each other in like bizarre English. You know, like uh, it's all oh weird. Oh my god, Russia, Russian, and also some kind of vague Asian. Yes, being spoken in Charleston. <laughs> yes, that must have wigged people out. Yeah, people were like staring for sure. They just didn't know what was happening. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm also like so much shorter. Like I could also, you know what I mean? They don't understand what my relationship is. Like, could I be, you know, you know what I mean? Is is she the nanny? Am I the nanny? Am I his daughter, <laughs> adopted daughter? Like what's this thing? <laughs> this is a Sunni situation. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You know what I mean? Um, so <laughs> You're saying compared to your husband, you look like a 16 year old lover. No, I'm just saying I'm mostly <laughs> holding hands with my son. And we're not that different oh, in height. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my my son and I are just about as different in height as my, my husband and I are. Yeah. So it's wow. like, it's very confusing. And not, and like between, and like both my my son and I are like make sense as children from the back. You know, it's like sure. confusing. From the back. From the back, yeah. yeah. From the front, you can, and my voice, come on. Uh, <laughs> no. And those Coke glasses? Yes. Something's happened to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've lived a life. <laughs> so, You're here ordered by court. Yes. <laughs> And I'm not happy about it. And so, um, so what? What? Why did you go there? Besides, like, it was just the nice. It was just, like, yeah. Just it was just the okay. It's weather. just somewhere nice to go. It was just it was yeah. the weather and the flight was appropriate. Okay. It was like my son could only cool. you know he never and also my son had never been anywhere. He hadn't been to and he was on spring break. He's on spring break, so he's never been inside okay. of a restaurant in Chicago. He's never been on an airplane. He's never been on a thing. Like this is his first trip. He was going. What? He's never been on an airplane? No. This is the. Wow. You had never been pre panty? No. Where would we have gone? He had really bad ear infections as a baby. I guess you guys don't have family anywhere to visit or something? Mm -mm. He doesn't either? Your husband? I mean. All his family's in Chicago? No. There are some family elsewhere, but like we wouldn't have gone to visit them. And like we. And also the only time we went to somewhere was Nashville, where. Uh, my brother-in-law got married and he was like five months and we just drove because my son had really bad ear infections all the all throughout his childhood so like going on a plane with all that pressure didn't make impossible yeah so it was his first time okay he was going off wow how exciting he was really excited he was very very excited oh my god but so we go to this very fancy restaurant everyone's very polite by the way this is the only restaurant i've ever had where i was like are they trying to fuck me? Because this hostess texted and called me multiple times to let me know that a reservation that we had over, we hadn't made could be rescheduled. Mm. Okay. They were booked up, but she kept kind to call. And it was like, I didn't understand what was happening. Okay. Cause she called and texted multiple times to say, <laughs> you missed this thing, but you can come here at this time. Actually, what about now? We well, can come now if you wanted. And it was like, I was like, this is crazy. Like what the fuck? This restaurant wants to, Fuck. And so we go there. I mean, they, that's an unlo- unparalleled level of customer service for this person to be mm-hmm. reaching out and like so hospitable, right? Multiple times. Multiple times. Not only to call, but then after I got off the phone call, phone with her, she was like texted to follow up to confirm. Like what you're oh looking God. for. You know what I mean? It was crazy. So we walk over there. It's a very nice oyster place it's like in a tradition of whatever. It's like a foodie destination, some shit. Very polite, very professional, and I get there, and I kind of understand why this lady was like this. It's an Asian hostess. Oh no way! Yes, the one of the there was. I've only I had two interactions with Asian people, both service people. One of the Uh Asian bartenders at the hotel we were at gave me a free drink. Second one, (laughs) nice, one hundred percent. And I, I left. Oh my god, that's awesome! And I left him with twenty. That's the perks of being. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Just like when you see one (laughs) other, like that, we're like best friends. Yeah, like I'll never forget this man's face. Great way to make Asian friends. Go to the south. Go somewhere. There's only three of you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let the bubbling fear around you bond you like you've never bonded with anyone before. I, le- I left this dude, I left that dude $20 tip. He looked at me and we both were like, <sighs> like we just like gave yeah. each other like him. Asa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I get to the restaurant and I see exactly, she's uh, she's like, she's Asian and I can kind of, she's like kind of like whispering to me like, your table's not ready for what I told them this should be. And like, she's like, 
She's like confiding <laughs> in me. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard day. I know. I'm just like, okay, girl, I, I hear you. Um, and But then we go upstairs and the waiter... Peter, I don't, I've never had this experience before. That's the only reason why I'm mentioning it. And I was, it was so bizarre. And it was so bizarre enough that my husband, someone who I think is borderline autistic, he even noticed, okay? The waiter <laughs> came over and was like, his demeanor was not rude. It was not impolite. It seemed like he was mad at us. What? It was so weird. And the thing is, like, I watched him behave how he behaved with the other tables in our in his section. He was polite, not gregarious, but he was polite and nice and civil. He was uh-huh. mad at us. What did he say? He was just like, oh. Like, that's how he took our He said, order. oh? Oh. Okay. What? That's literally, I was, I'm telling you, it was crazy. I, I have never had a, a service interaction wow. that was so hostile off the bat. Like I was the was the um was the reservation under your name or Max's name? It was under mine. Your name? That's straight up old school racism. Do you think so? I mean it was crazy. Yeah. It was yes, crazy. Yes, of course. Cause I bet you what he that O is is at this fucking Asian. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm ordered. Get no tip out of this. And I, I no tipped tip him normally, and I bought and I ordered a lot. I tipped. Good. I I ordered Good. a lot, and I tipped him like a 20 percent normal on the yeah. on tax. But I it was like one of the most bizarre because everyone else in the restaurant professional, mm-hmm. courteous. Yeah. Like like a regular high end restaurant. It was a bizarre yeah, that's, that's anti-Asian sentiment right there. You think so? 100%. 100%. What else would it be? I Russian? Mean... <laughs> Anti-Russian? <laughs> but that's why I was going to say maybe it's Russian, but it wasn't under his name. No. It's under your name. It was yeah. very bizarre. Was he gay? Yes. Okay. I already know. I already know this. who this person is. Gay, white. In South Carolina, yeah. working at a shishi restaurant, yeah. probably has dealt with Asian tourists before. Yes. And is going, fuck, great, I got the Asian table. She's going to order all this motherfucking food and leave me nothing. <laughs> but you left 20%. Yes. A great tip. So now he's going to eat his words and karmically shit himself. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works, folks. And there's always bizarre. a balance. It was very bizarre. Um, he I'm sorry mad. that happened. To you. He was that mad. Sucks. I mean, no, it was it was fine. He wasn't like aggressive or mean. But, but it's a joy. You know, yes. like you're at a restaurant. And I'm like, I don't want to see your fucking stank face like that. What do you mean? Oh, you better bow. And we were and we were literally in and out of you there. You about to with, get this tip? We were in and out of there with under an hour because we have a son, we have a child. Like we got to get out. Yeah, yeah. You're turning the table. I mean, I was very bizarre. But so that was my only interaction with it, like kind of race stuff that felt weird. But other than that, it was okay. I don't know. I, like, okay. I, I don't know what it'd other be like. That, I mean, it sounds like everyone besides this waiter kept their racism to themselves. Yes. Yes. That's nice. That's, nice. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I, this, also, it's like, are you serious? Just get out of the fucking way. I'm here to throw money at your shit town. It's also actually fundamentally un-American. Because we are trying to spend money, and you want you don't want to take. Hello, it. that's un-American, bitch. You what kind of commie shit is this? Yes. Yes. Are you American? Are you a capitalist or not? Are you letting China win? Are you letting you want? You, Clearly, you are because these houses were built on ca- human capital. You got it. You got it. I mean, Zero overhead, bitch. Except for the food, you you kind of feed these people, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, by this the way. gay commie <laughs> southerner ruining my friend's dinner? I'm pissed. My, it, my, my friend's seafood dinner? <laughs> not a seafood tower. You will not ruin a seafood tower. <laughs> but I mean, everyone else is really lovely. It was wonderful. It was, it was you That's know. Nice. Yeah, it was. It was like very surprising. I don't know what it would like to be an Asian person and go to college there or live there. 
But it was nice to be in and out in 72 hours. God bless. Yeah. God bless whoever has to do that. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> but I would recommend. It's like I've never been spent too much time on the Atlantic coast, you know, the, the beach. Because even in New York, you don't let really me ask you a Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you have ever done this trip if you were not with a white partner? Absolutely not. I wouldn't even, I, I don't even know. <laughs> Absolutely not. What do you mean? Why would I go there? Why would I go there? Exactly. And sometimes when I, when I'm with Eric in different places, I'm like, oh, this is like a human shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some might say cultural passport. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly that you get to kind of like blend in. Mm-hmm. With the visa, you know, yes. with the white visa. Yes. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. I mean, white visa. I, I just, th- I, yeah, but, but also why would I go? I mean, if I didn't have a family, why the fuck would I be there? Like if I was just like a person. No, no, no. I'm saying yeah. a non-white. Like a if you were with a Korean man or a Korean person, would you and a Korean partner and your Korean-ass child go to South Carolina still? I don't know. I, I'd probably be pissed at my Korean husband. I'm like, why aren't you making more money for us to go somewhere better? <laughs> <laughs> all right, besides the point. All right, all right, all right. Sorry I asked. Retracted. <laughs> Your Honor, I retract. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> okay, so tell me about tell me about this past week. Where, where, why are you? You're still writing your episode this week. Episode. Yes, I am on. So we are on um, episode, which means we don't meet in the room. Okay. In the writer's room. So I've been writing uh, with my writing partner. Not my writing partner, my co-writer. Yeah. What am I talking about? We don't write together. We. This is the first time and last time we're writing together. You don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> actually, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But for this project, this is the thing. And it, it's a guy I've mentioned before. His name is Danny Zucker. He's an, uh, a veteran of the trade. And um, I was very excited to like work with him and be like, yeah, let's dig in. Like, come on, you have like, you know, like 35 years of like network TV producing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, I just want to get a little morsel out of working together, but we have not written together at all. We tried. I was like, all right, I'll be on script. And then he starts like dictating and I start writing. And, and he was like, I was like, all right, how do we get into this scene? We need some kind of like downbeat here, but we got to make it quick. And then he's like trying stuff. And then a couple of things, first sentences, like I was typing and I'm like, all right, I don't know if that's it. And he's like, you know what? This is not going to work. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> the, truly, we started at 1030. This was 1032. <laughs> He goes, this is not going to work. And I'm like, oh. And he goes, I'm just going to write my story and you write your story. And then we'll we'll smush it together. How about that? And I was like, oh, okay. So you'd rather just write alone and then I write alone? He's like, yeah, yeah. I, I work better that way. And I was like, oh, I, I actually do too. Like yeah. that's how I that's how I prefer to write. Yeah. But because he's such a like big wig. I thought I was being like, okay, like student time, <laughs> like, tutor me. You know, I like I was getting into like Kumon mode, and um, he was like, no, 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 I'm not here for that. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna cost extra if you wanted to get all the <laughs> Yeah, Kumon exactly. Packets. He's like, I charge for that, bitch. So no. Um, so uh, you know, I, I'm very. I guess on edge would be the wrong phrase, but I'm very like ready, like on my toes mm-hmm. with, with this project, because with this episode, because A, it's my first television script ever. Sure. And I want it to be good. Of course. And also B, because I got paired up with this such a senior producer, I, I, I want... A him to like me, sure, and B him to like 
like working with me mm-hmm. and for me to like I, I you know I we both like each other like we we both like each other's work clearly already but like I thought maybe we could have like this kind of like backstage pass into like I don't know just like this kind of like writing dynamic that you maybe be- it was like I want I, I wanted him to be my like writing daddy okay you want to write a romance you want to write a romance you wanted a like a writer's bro bromance, bromance maybe. yeah not yeah like I, I there's nothing romantic about um you know about me and him sure nothing sexual but just like the romance nothing of, sexual yeah. but just yes, like the romance yes. of like mentor mentee like of tutelage yeah you know? like, <laughs> yeah of course yeah i get this like that of yeah. a student and it's very like Nancy Meyer esque of like um, yes. there's an older maybe Diane Keaton sure. character taking on a younger woman and like helping each other through their careers sure. or whatever you know like I had like a story there but yeah. um, we've been writing since um, Monday and he said no <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> so um we love boundaries that's we love boundaries <laughs> i haven't heard from him um i hope he's okay <laughs> so our script is due wednesday okay which is in three days yes yeah. i sent him my first act mm-hmm. he said this is all great i love it minor notes and i was like okay and he was like just push on finish act two and three i'll i'll meet you there i'm starting slow and i was like oh okay so <laughs> So I'm just like working on my own, okay. which is why I'm going to Santa, Santa Barbara. I know writers. To get the rest of this done okay. and just to like relax and hang out and be with my dog and whatever. But yeah, not the, not the ex- writing experience that I thought we were going to have, but also I didn't want to push him to be that person for me if it wasn't organically happening of course right like i don't want to be like well i thought we were gonna write together yeah and then that's a relationship (laughs) that's gonna be born out of like obligation and like exactly that's not feeling that's not feeling good so wait it's due wednesday so then when are you guys gonna like mash everything together i guess tuesday night Okay. It's Sunday now. How about a oh, happy Easter Sunday, everyone? Yes. Happy um, Easter I Sunday. guess you're listening to this on Easter Monday, yeah. but um, uh, not that I celebrate Easter, but you know, it is a, it's a time people celebrate. Yes, it's also very intensely religious. Like you know, as like it's like a, yeah. a it's like weird um, how ubiquitous this thing that's like very because like Christmas, it's like it feels almost. It is like pagan, right? It's like this sort of ancient, um, these like rites and stuff that feel like calling upon a bunch of different kind of traditions. But like Easter's just Bible. Easter, isn't this also tied to the um, spring. spring equinox sure. or something like that? The rites is the um, whatever, the pagan thing of that. But it's like, yeah. the, it's the actual... It's changing rite. of the seasons. But the, that yeah. part of Easter, yes. But the he is risen part, no, no, that's straight up. Yeah, Old Testament, uh, New Testament. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty new. Like, isn't there? Isn't the bunny thing from like an old pagan thing too, or like egg bunny? Yes, egg, all the fertility. eggs and the colors. It's yes. about like fertility yes, and like yes, yes. um things coming together and pollinating and. You're right. You're right. Water, it's the maypole, water. like run, 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 yeah, 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 like weird yes, rites yes. of spring shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> real, yeah it can get like real culty and dark i know you know that's the reason yeah. why that's like something okay so can i can i pitch you something please so i have two things that are kind of germinating one of my things is how um how this i don't really like engaging in stuff about the suffer olympics sort of things where like where people get into like one apping each other about like who you know what i mean it's like i don't know how many who suffered most yeah i mean i've just been in a lot of conversations especially recently and i think also in the culture and then also in <laughs> writers rooms about like 
like gen, like you know identity politics stuff and then it's like getting into like well who suffers more kind of things and it's like mm-hmm. there's always like a lady who is like t- tells us about her traumatic rape and I'm like oh god you know what I mean like yeah I guess you win I don't know like, what do you want out of this conversation but um but my thinking about the suffer the my some of my problems with it is that like the suffer olympics seems to reward those who are furthest from their trauma now, like, th- let me tell you why I think I feel this way. I, one of the most random dudes at my high school was this guy named, mm. I'm going to call him Bronco. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I know. But he was like the most random dude in my high school. Like he would just show up every once in a while in like an AP chem, like a, in a calc class, AP US, but like everything else normal but like sometimes you just pop up and like be super smart in one of these classes with a basketball under his arm okay and <laughs> he was like that he like just showed up with the basketball and like only hung out with basically the black kids okay um and, and we also didn't understand what he was he just always talked about he always talked like yeah you know what's good fam what's good like this okay uh-huh. showing up in ap chem very randomly very random person no one understood anything about him. No one knew anything. Very mysterious. Until the immigration uh, story thing that you have to do in APUS, right? Mm-hmm. You can imagine my high school, very diverse. Everyone was like a fucking, like, my dad was an you know, Indian doctor, engineer, some shit like that. You know, uh, Korean store keep, this people, blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone's bullshit. Uh, and then the white people in my school, everyone's like pa- grandparents either came before or after the Holocaust. You get what I'm saying, right? Like pretty normal uh-huh. shit. And then it was Bronco's turn, and he was a fucking refugee. Like, had arrived in the States, <laughs> like, 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 five years ago. Wow. And, like, had made his, finally made his way, because he had survived was the conflict. Was he com- Bosnian? Yes, he had survived Was he the, Bosnian? Yes, he had survived uh, the conflict. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Yes. He had that survived makes sense the, for that time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He had survived the conflict, like, had lived in Italy in a camp for, like, two years, had been smuggled wow. out. Like, I mean, like, fucking real. I have a friend like that. Yes. I have a friend like that. He's a writer. He he literally did that whole trek. Yes. While we were in kindergarten. Yes. Yeah. And like my APUS teacher was just like fascinated. Just being like, wow, Uh, Bronco, like, can you tell us a little bit more? And Bronco was just like looking down at the ground, like just like reaching for that basketball. Being like, yeah, I don't know, fam. Like I was just like, it was just like, I was mad thirsty all the time. Like. Just, That's so funny. Like the original thirsty. Yes. Like actually parched. Because <laughs> I was in a. And that's the thing is like this motherfucker had never talked about it. Had never tried to put it on his college fucking essay. Wow. Like to try to make it a part of his narrative. Mm. Right. Because it was actually traumatic. Sure. Because this was. He couldn't talk about it. Yeah. He He's probably still living through it. He's still living it. through yeah. it. He's processing yeah. it. So he can't. Sure, is not. Sure, sure. He actually cannot be take part in the Suffer Olympics. Because he has not doesn't okay. have the privilege of having yeah. processed it. Because he's still yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah, he's still training. He's still training. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's my. It's just like a thing. Does that statement feel like a fair way to describe what I'm trying to get to with this thing? Because you know what, this guy is so random. I, I just don't understand what Suffer Olympics is. Like it, it like fetishizing, like the get, like. It sort of goes into... I know, but like, why is he... What's the... It just sounds like you don't want to hear people trying to one-up each other. I just Right? Like, it's this is not something that happened... I I just don't know if it happens... I've never seen it happen IRL. Sure. Like, I could could imagine it in a sketch. I mean, I feel Actually, like a Suffer Olympics sketch is really funny. <laughs> That's very funny. But I mean, like, it's, I think it's like something I see maybe, I see it in real life. It's not like so much like people are one up, people are going to one up each other's trauma. It happens a lot online. Yeah. Like a lot of people policing each other, oh, not oh, allowing oh, themselves yes. like, oh, you yes, can't actually yes, be like yes. that because other 
like cisgendered women or like are denied yeah. this and then also other kind of women are denied that kind of access and it's like when that's we, so annoying yes so it's this policing of each other and trauma through trauma well it, it sounds like these people from what i'm hearing these people need to be heard right yes. like they're policing other people's trauma because they feel like their trauma is being diminished or is it because like they're furthest from their trauma like they've healed already not that even that they've healed, but it's like you, they, they've been give, afforded enough distance from it. That's all. Mm. Like, I mean, th that's maybe I mean, like, yeah. and I'm not I'm not even saying that, like, I, I think I am also a part of that. Like m one of the gifts that I think we both have, Peter, is that mm -hmm. we have our parents have given us the gift where like their trauma at this point and how we've processed it gives us. Like, we get to use that trauma as a part of our narrative now. The thing that we put out. Mm -hmm. Right? And we get mm -hmm. to find it, like, it's not fetishizing, but it's like we are trying to monetize. A product of product it. Product of it, right? Make it into a product. Like, that's, like, one I of the greatest gifts. I... <laughs> yeah, it is. I, guess. I mean, like, it, it is yeah. a gift that my parent, parents... I would have... like a gift of a trust fund. <laughs> I would like to not... <laughs> I would like to not have to make art. Of course, of course. <laughs> I would love to be okay and just buy art. Sure. I mean, the, you know what I mean? Of course. I would love to be that bitch. Of course. Like, of I don't course. want to suffer. I don't want to suffer because it makes me a good artist, which I understand because your, your, your process, your, your voice is your point of view on your own unique suffering. Sure. Right? Yes. Like that's what you're putting out exactly. is your slant. Yes. It's your twist on things. Yes. How you process us is through humor and what kind of humor and blah, blah. Right. So like we all have a lens we're processing through. I think when the people are policing each other, like for example, the shit I went through, Eric will never understand. Never. But even though deep down inside, I know that if we had to compete in the Suffer Olympics, <laughs> I would come in triple gold and he would be in the stands cheering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just like, but. Okay, yeah. but, but, let me finish. But he, I have learned that that's not, it's apples to oranges. Exactly. You can't compare. You there's cannot. no comparing. There's no compare. There's no, it's pointless to be like, well, I'm more fucked up. It's like, okay. And that's what I mean. That's what I, that's what <laughs> I I'm getting to. I don't know what to. that does. That's what I'm getting to. Is that ultimately. That just means you need more help. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what I'm getting to. Is that the Olympics should not? You should not turn your suffering into the a uh, 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 competitive sport. No, you shouldn't compete with your suffering, and especially others, right? Because no. there's always a Bronco. No. There's also and you don't know. You don't know. You don't know someone's don't, story. That dude. Is, you do not know no, someone's do story. Never, don't go putting everyone on an exactly. even playing field, going tit for tat. I, you know, I was mugged. I got, you yes. know, my skull crushed in, yes. blah, blah, blah. You know, like there's you, I think, I think what you're saying is now I'm trying to understand yeah. is that the people who identify with competing with their Olymp, competing with their suffering yes. are, um, I think it's a, it's a new thing mm -hmm. where people only have that. Right? Like, that's their new identity. It's like when people now are like, oh, we're all trans. Everyone's queer. Yeah. And, like, every young person's queer now, but not but really. But not really? <laughs> it's that thing, I think. Yes. I think it's that thing. Because, like, you're not really queer. You're just saying, like, this is, like, the cool thing. It's like using slang, I guess. Or, like, A-A-V-E or whatever. Yes. Like, you're... You're adopting what's popular. To benefit your, like, 
what you're trying your identity. to sell. Yeah, your identity, what you're trying to sell. And specifically now, on the okay, internet. Okay, when you come when you come to sell, that's where you lose me. Because, because it's, I a think, version, it's a version of yourself that you're trying to market online and inside of these spaces. I, I'm telling you. I hate that. That's hate what that. I'm saying. That's the part that really I don't know. Me. I don't, I don't, I guess like I'm blind to that on the internet because I just block or whatever. I don't. It's not just, just I, but I mean, every single person, every, almost, I think, almost everything online, there's a, because, uh, because so many young people are so incredibly savvy about online personas. They understand themselves as brand intuitively. Right. It's right. not something they have to like work up. That's like something that they're inside of puberty that we would have described as identity. I think they mm-hmm. have two. They have, their, have as brand as brand and as identity. They're doing both. <clears throat> uh-huh. So yeah. they understand it's, it's one in the same. One in the same. But it's they understand it's yeah. two things that are par- running parallel to each other. Right? Mm-hmm. There's like a version of themselves that are, is real and then there's a version mm-hmm. of themselves online. Like that's like not the best version the, of themselves. And they do not and it's not something they have to cultivate. It's happening simultaneously and instinctively. So that's what I mean is like that online, when I say market is that, that part of the Mm -hmm. online persona is, Mm -hmm. is a hundred percent that. And, and it's not just about like being working in show business or some shit like that. I mean, like, cause I don't think a lot of people who work on, who are TikTok personalities ever imagine themselves. They're not making money doing it. They're just huge on TikTok. Wait, if you're huge on TikTok, you don't make money. You make like, cents on the views thousands of views but what about like like ads sometimes yeah sometimes yeah but it's not like that much really yeah dude like damn i'm like i guess i got hoodwinked i thought these tiktok stars are like rich as fuck some of them are the ones that are like million to millions yeah but there's tons of people in this middle that are like hundred thousand. Yeah, no, under yeah. like ten, like micro, whatever. Like you're making, you still have to have a job, but it's still also another full time job to be like that level of the content, content creating. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am, I have. There's not enough life juice in me mm-hmm. to keep up that content. The pace. This show <laughs> that. We, <laughs> We do together once a week puts me out. <laughs> so you know you guys are getting the quality, quality, T, 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 T. You're getting the And juicy. the Patreons are getting even the juiciest juice. Check out our Patreon. Uh, we're almost at 50, guys. We're almost at 50. The sweepstakes is coming. I can't wait to um, show this merch, this Fairfax merch. By the way, Fairfax uh, season two is coming out June 10th. It's really exciting. So it, right before I go to Chicago. Yeah, I'm so excited. Check that out. I, we, they worked so hard on it and I, it looks so cool. I'm super excited for it. So. Go check that out. Um, catch up on the apps if you haven't. Um, <laughs> Are you? Have you watched? All yeah. Of, sorry. What? Have you watched all of season yeah. two? No, no, they haven't sent us anything. Okay. Yet. But I do have a little bit of news. I um, do you remember a year ago when I was shooting this indie dramedy? Yes. Out in this hot ass fucking house full of ants. That was like also like the place where they have harbored like illegal like <laughs> they had like oh 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 no 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 that's what <laughs> good memory that's no and they put us up at these Airbnbs that are traditionally used as Taiwanese birthing houses <laughs> where women from Taiwan fully pregnant will come to this house stay there for like. 90 days mm-hmm. birth a child on like so a tourist they, visa and then <laughs> on a tourist visa so the child is naturalized here and then they go back to Taiwan uh-huh. and they have all this paperwork for citizenship and all that whatever it's a brilliant scam and I um, I, lo- I love I love ingenuity like that the ingenuity the uh. ingenuity of the immigrant experience I, truly, I love it I love bitch it. you keep us down we keep <laughs> punching up <laughs> We're like we're the cockroaches of culture. Okay, we're gonna say figure out a way. It. We're figure out a way to survive. We will survive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, that movie that we shot is now complete and has just um, 
premiered at the Disorient Fest in Portland. Cool. This um, film festival in Portland. And it won the um, Narrative Feature Award <gasps> and the Audience Award. Oh, my God. Peter. Which is very exciting. It's very, very cool. And um, I only saw the trailer. I haven't seen the actual movie yet. Uh, they're going to send me a link. Okay. So I could watch it because... Um, we're getting an LA premiere <gasps> at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival, and it's going to be at the Director Guilds, did DGA ah! um, theater, and we're going to have a like a real premiere and a step and repeat and the whole thing. And it's um, so exciting! <laughs> I'm really nervous. I'm really scared, honestly. About like, your performance I, or the movie? Both. Both. Mm. I, I just don't I don't know. I saw I saw the trailer and there's a moment where I'm like screaming and I'm like, this is too much. Like that's not natural. <laughs> 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 that's not a real person. Peter. So I'm I'm just a little worried. <laughs> the cast and I, the two sibling people who yeah. uh, the two actors that played my siblings, um, Allie and Hayden we all said that we should all go together and be there and support each other. So I'm going to go and I'm going to buy a suit and do the whole thing. You should get a humbug. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, should I? I bet you can get Wait, something. I should get a, like, like a humbug style. Like a tailor. Yeah. Yeah. Styled. Yeah. Wait. Oh, okay, you know what, you guys, Peter? You know what would be if beautiful? If there's anyone in LA yeah. that knows, yeah, what, what, what? You know what would be beautiful is like a humble fabric, like that silk, in a classic button down. Oh, that would be nice. Um, okay, I'm gonna start looking into it. This is very yeah. exciting. <laughs> anyway, so the premiere is happening in LA, and uh, oof, I'm getting queasy thinking about it. Just like watching it. On the big screen with people. When is when is like, the premiere supposed to be? Exciting but nervous, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be incredible. <sighs> when is the, when is the premiere? Um, the premiere is May seventh. Wow. I'm like having kuyokjil just thinking about it. it. The thing is, you know what it is? It's that like. Unlike comedy, sure, where like I've done it a zillion times, this is different. This feels, this is way more vulnerable. Yeah. And I can't just like escape with a joke. I have to just like let it lay there. And that's what's really scaring me. It's going to be incredible. Ah! <laughs> I mean, it won an award. I mean, okay, let's just say this. There's no way you're going to be happy. With, I haven't seen it yet. You, there's no way you're going to be happy. You're right. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be happy, happy with right? Your performance. So let's just get that out yeah, of the way. There's no, there's no way. I mean, but the thing is. You and I are not made like yeah, that. No, 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 no. What's wrong with being tense? <laughs> 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 that we should put that on a fucking yes, t-shirt. Should that be our new merch? Yes. Ajima merch for the Patreon. <laughs> By the way, Ajima Patreons, have you gotten your stuff? I nailed them all out. <laughs> no one's responded. Cool t-shirt, nothing. <laughs> we need validation. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, anyway. Yeah. You're not gonna be happy uh, with it. Speaking of validation. You're, you're not gonna be happy with yeah, it, but yeah. you should you have to be able to watch it. It'll be a learning lesson. And I'm sure That's gonna be a lesson. That's gonna be me. a lesson. And also I'm positive that you're gonna come out feeling like impressed with yourself. You're gonna be you're gonna surprise yourself. I have to talk to my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> we have to figure something out. Um Anyway, June 12th, I know some people have um, emailed us and uh, reached out to us asking about tickets to Steppenwolf, yes. the show in Chicago. Yes. Is that up yet? It is not yet up, but all the marketing material has been sent to the Steppenwolf. It will be up. Like, I think they're probably going to release it in like the 1st of April. It's the reason why. 
we're in April, hun. We're like 17 days in. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. The first week of May. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So May, so keep checking back. I'm so sorry. And you know what? Check our socials. We'll post it once the tickets are live. And, um, and you know we'll remind you on the pod again. But thank you so much for your for your excitement and your um, yeah, just your positivity and just wanted to come see us. I'm that really makes me happy and I'm so excited to be back in Chicago in the summer. <laughs> I know. Oh, the best time! It is. It's really <laughs> the best time. We're gonna eat and drink and we're gonna <laughs> do comedy. It's gonna be luscious, hun. It's gonna be so beautiful. <laughs> Um. Anyway, I we I have a I go, but I have to go. Okay. Actually, so I'm gonna save the I go and double it up next week. Okay. Because same. we do what we fucking want yes. in this up in this show. So thank you so much for listening. Please um check out our kick ass Koreans. Check out our Patreons and um, reminder that we're coming to Chicago June 12th for Live Ajima Show. And then to the D.C. area, we're going to the Comedy Loft in D.C. Um, June 17th, 18th, and 19th. So come check us out there if you're on the East Coast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.